0: Coming up on today's show, Ubisoft is in another controversy, Apple slaps Epic yet again, and is that Mass Effect trilogy actually real? What's good, everybody, and welcome to another episode of What's Good Games Live, your source for video game news, commentary, analysis, and funny stuff every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Pacific Time right here at twitch.tv slash what's good games. I'm Andrea Renee, joined by Miss Brittany Brombacher. Hello,
1: Andrea. You nailed it. You nailed it. Oh,
0: thanks. I didn't quite nail it, but you know what? Sometimes you just got to do a do-over. You got to make
1: that sausage, you know?
0: Kind of not unlike the recapping that happened. Oh God, that was so good. Oh so boy. Some people in the video version were like, yo, why did you cut this from the video version? I was like, cause I made it his own video, which we'll post today for you guys so you can see it in all of its glory. But welcome to the show, everybody. Of course, this is where you get your headlines from the weekend from me and Britt. And, of course, we want you to be part of the show for Dear WGG. Write to us at whatsgoodgames.com slash dear WGG. Welcome to everybody joining us live in the chat. I see some Mav faces, which is very nice. Thank you for all of the support. We love that you guys support us here on twitch.tv slash Brittany, we have just a couple of quick announcements before I ask you about this amazing little trip you went on this weekend. We're not going to be back here next Monday because it's Labor Day and we're going to take the day off. It's a day of of rest for us here at What's Good Games. So that also means there won't be a Monday stream. But, of course, the Friday show will be back as per usual. And we've got some exciting news on Monday, September 14th. Not only do we have our PAX Online panel, but we also have a very special guest joining us on What's Good Games Live. This is a guest you're not going to want to miss. We will do a full reveal of that in just a couple of days. Plus, on Thursday, September 17th at 3 p.m. Pacific time is our RTX online panel. That's right. RTX at home has been fully revealed. They have a whole schedule of cool content and we're going to be there on the wonderful world of games journalism panel with some familiar faces for you guys. We've got Blessing, Adioye Jr. from Kind of Funny. Easy Allies is bringing Brandon Jones and Daniel Bloodworth and it's all going to be moderated by Inside Gaming's Autumn Farrell. So it's going to be a fun time. Hopefully you jo- will join us for that as well. Brittany, you were at a concert this weekend.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a concert in these crazy times. So Jason and I went to Lake Chelan this weekend, which is about four hours away from where I live. And it just turned out while we were there, Metallica was having this one night only drive-in concert extravaganza. And we went to a little town called Omak, which was an hour north. I think the entire population of Omak is like forty three hundred people. So it That's was, wild. Uh, it was pretty great. And the drive-in itself was this drive-in screen material, just like stretched on the side of, I think, it was their rodeo stadium. And that was it. There was a max capacity of twenty six cars, and we all just kind of parked out and uh, rocked out some to do some Metallica. The people so next was it to just us, just
0: like a. Huh? So was it like a replay of a concert? No, or were they no, so, there?
1: yeah, it was specifically recorded and produced and optimized for a drive-in theater. So they recorded, it was like two hours, so they recorded two hours of music like they were on some stage and then you just played the song through your car speakers or you had a radio and yeah it was really cool actually it was a lot of fun I didn't realize how badly I needed that I think that was the first time that I like thankfully Jason was the DD that I just got super duper hammered since quarantine started and just rocked out in fact last night I was walking around like god why does my fucking neck hurt so bad and it's because all the head banging and it was great it was so much fun
0: that's awesome. I didn't know that they were doing things like that. I know a lot of people are getting creative with drive-ins and how can we do social distance gatherings and things like that. But that sounds that sounds really cool. So I'm glad that you had a great time. Oh yeah. You did miss the indie arena booth which was super fun. So big thanks to everybody who stopped by our streams on Friday and Saturday. We did a little tour uh, tour around in the afternoon on Saturday after we were done on the official channel. Um, so thanks for all the support, friends, and congrats to the entire team at Indie Arena Booth. They won the Heart of Gaming Award, which we're going to talk about a little bit later on in the news. Speaking of which, why don't we get to the news?
1: Britt, you want to get us started? Oh, yeah. So this morning, Twitter was all the buzz when I was putting the show notes together with this little tidbit and that is that PS5 is not backwards compatible with PS3, PS2, PS1 games, according to a Ubisoft support page. Goodness. So I first learned about this through Warrior 64. And if you go to the link that was there, there's a page. And it says, transitioning PlayStation 4 titles to next-gen versions. in an FAQ. And the question is, how does upgrading from PlayStation 4 to PlayStation 5 work? And here's the answer. As part of their next-gen upgrade process, PlayStation offers a number of features designed to help you move from PS4 to PS5. PS4 players will be able to join multiplayer games with PS5 players. Bold, backwards compatibility will be available for supported PlayStation 4 titles, but will not be possible for PlayStation 3, PlayStation 2, or PlayStation games. And then there's a link underneath that says we also have information on next-gen for the Xbox Series X. But what do you take? What do you, how do you read this, Andrea?
0: I read this as like that 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 makes sense. Like the idea that you're going to be able to play everything in the PlayStation library on your PS5 is ridiculous. Like that no console has ever really offered that. Obviously, we're getting select parts of the library through things like PlayStation Now or what Xbox is doing through Game Pass, but like all backwards compatibility is like you don't get that that's not how technology works
1: (laughs) no i'm and i'm totally with you i don't think this is surprising at all i think what we've learned from these recent console generations is it's like back compat man it's just not fully what you expect it to be and a lot of folks are saying well we'll we'll look at what xbox is doing and i guess if you look at it and from that perspective it's like yeah i mean in case of you guys forgot the xbox series x will be uh will have thousands of titles available to play at launch It'll have Xbox, Xbox 360, Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and PS5 is specifically going to have PlayStation 4 games. That's what Jim Ryan has said. Like, that's the statement they've said. they said nothing about older games or anything else. So what this kind of tells me is that, well, I feel like, you know, what Xbox offers is obviously so much better. And if the PlayStation wants to compete, then they have to beef up that PlayStation Now service that they have. And maybe that will be a thing they're going to focus on going forward. I mean, I
0: think that they have to, right? I think uh, I think Game Pass combined with xCloud is going to be an incredibly important part of this next generation mm-hmm. for Microsoft. And if Sony wants to have a similar offering and be competitive, then they're going to have to beef up what they're doing in the cloud gaming and the streaming space. I think that that's just a given as we march toward this inevitable digital future that, you know, I'm going kicking and screaming into. But...
1: Here no. we are. Here we are. Yeah, I didn't realize this, but on PlayStation Now, there's no option. F- I mean, I'm sure I knew this at one point for your PS1 games, but you can download and stream PS4, or PS2, but you can only stream PS3. But like, and then it comes t- back to this, Andrea, I'm like, does that really matter? Like real talk, when is going to be the next time I'm going to say like, yo, I'm really craving some Breath of Fire 3 on PlayStation 1, like, I- or some Legend of Lagaya or some game like way back in the day that I used to play. It's just, I don't really do that anymore. So for me, like, I get like the boxes are, are big and they take up space and I understand that maybe for some families you want to sell your older console because new consoles are very expensive. So I understand folks who really do need the backwards compatibility, but I think for me and probably for you, I don't know when we're going to go back <laughs> to these older games. It's more of a, yeah. it just sounds good to have it, but I don't think I would even really use it.
0: Yeah. Fair. And Thirsty Panda in the chat says ME3, Andrea, and we're actually going to be talking about Mass Effect in just a little bit, but... Yeah, if I wanted to play those games, I know that I would have to take my 360 out of the closet, dust it off, and plug it in. Like, that's Mm -hmm. just the way it works. Obviously, I do have some of the Mass Effect trilogy in my Xbox One libraries through backwards compatibility, but I don't expect that, and I'm not surprised that Series X isn't, um, you know, going to have everything. You know, they haven't really clarified, because this store is, of course, about PlayStation, but, I mean, I... I guess maybe I'm just a realist in that sense that sure it would be nice, but I don't think of it as like a a missing feature that I'm going to be upset about. Cause again, there's just so many new games coming out. I don't really have a lot of time to go back and play things that I've already played before, but that's not the only thing that Ubisoft was involved (laughs) in. There was another controversy and this one is a little bit spicier. So Ubisoft removed a raised black fist imagery from Tom Clancy's elite squad. Britt, do you actually want to read
1: this while I pull up this footage? Absolutely. So this comes from IGN. So Ubisoft has decided to remove the black, raised fist imagery from Tom Clancy's Elite Squad's intro as it has been deemed insensitive and harmful and appears to connect a fictional terrorist group called Umbra to the Black Lives Matter movement. Ubisoft posted its statement on Twitter, quote, imagery that appeared in the opening video sequence of Tom Clancy's Elite Squad featuring a race fist was insensitive and harmful in both its inclusion and how it was portrayed. Ubisoft tweet reads We have listened to and appreciated the players and the broader community who have pointed it out, and we apologize. This raised fist imagery will be removed in the next title update this Tuesday, September 1st on Android and as soon as possible on iOS. In Elite Squad's intro video, the narrator describes Umbra, this fictional terrorist group, as, quote, A new threat has emerged to take advantage of escalating civil unrest. It continues by calling them a faceless organization that wants to build a new world order. When the narrator says they claim to promote an egalitarian utopia to gain a popular support, the raised fist and questions come into view. The raised fist has been used for many years as a symbol of revolution and most recently has been used by those in the Black Lives Matter movement in the fight against police brutality and systemic racism. This controversy is yet another one for Ubisoft and then it goes on to talk about the other shit that's been going on in there <laughs> in Ubisoft's little universe. So, yeah, this was a thing and, um, damn, like... I, this, I always come back to this as well. I think about the very first story we reported on as What's Good Games when we were thinking like, Ubisoft, what are you doing? And it comes back to 2017 when there was that animation. I think it was, was it For Honor? Where it was, the animation was grab the woman's boobs before she kills you. And I remember yeah. thinking then, mm-hmm. you just need a, is this okay person on your team? Or maybe someone... Who's a woman? Or maybe someone who isn't white. I don't know. It just comes down to like, how did this even come out in this state? Like, especially what's going on right now. Like,
0: how? How? Yeah, it's, I'm with you, Britt. They just keep tripping over themselves in the most obvious ways to us. And clearly it's not obvious to them. And you would think after repeated kind of oopsies, for lack of a better term, that they would maybe make better strides at this. But I think that, Some of the other controversies they've gotten into this year, including the multiple misconduct and sexual harassment allegations that came out earlier this summer, indicates that they had a lot of overhauling to do. And maybe that process, which kicked off an internal overhaul, will eventually trickle down to... Some of these art teams to be like, hey, you know, that's not cool, bro. Like maybe we just pick something else. Maybe we just like create something that's not like just ripping, you know, um, icons from other movements. It's not that hard. We, in fact, have many artists on staff.
1: Like, do you not pay attention to the world around you? Like, is your, I, I'm not trying, I know everyone, not everyone there is bad, but it's your head so far up your ass that you don't understand how this relates to the current day and age and what's happening. Like, the literal text is the world is in an alarming state. Wars, corruption, and poverty have made it more unstable than ever as the situation keeps worsening. Anger is brewing. From between the cracks, a new threat has emerged to take advantage of the civil unrest. And it goes on and on. It's just like a parallel. And anyway,
0: yeah. I think that's why a lot of people are rightly concerned about what's going to happen with Watchdog's Legion when it launches later this year. So Watch Dogs Legion has so many of these themes of what we're experiencing now of, you know, civil unrest of, you know, brutal police force physically attacking, you know, citizens, police arresting citizens when they're not doing anything illegal the idea that the government is overreaching things that people are experiencing in their everyday life right now. And it was something that was brought up when the last big reveal happened during Ubisoft Forward and when we did that preview coverage of like, you know, are they going to make any changes? Are they going to be tweaking anything? And I think it's an interesting proposition because clearly this game has been in development for several years and these themes and... This narrative that they've created was well underway before any of the current unrest that's happening, particularly in the United States. But I don't know if that means that they're going to go back and change anything or if they're going to be like, yo, this is the game. It is what it is.
1: I, I, ugh, I don't know. I feel like the right call would be just to scrap it and be like, this is not the time nor place. This is not a good thing to do. But obviously, that's a very, very uh, complicated and very, yeah. It's not that easy, and I understand, but dang. (laughs) like Yeah. Dang.
0: Well, I guess we're going to see just how it all shakes out when, um, when the game finally comes out. But as for Elite Squad, they've removed this, and it's no longer in the game. So I'm glad that they kind of reacted quickly. But again, you can do better next time, Yubi. We believe in you. We like your games a lot. We just want you to be better. You can do it.
1: Just take some time off. Get your shit together. Just give us Gods and Monsters or whatever the new title is. That's the game I want. Thanks.
0: Oh, well, we don't have any info about Gods and Monsters quite yet, but I do have more details. Oh, you guys are going to be excited. It's yet another (laughs) wrinkle in the Apple versus Epic Games saga. And there will be a week, Brittany, hopefully in the not too distant
1: future where we don't have to keep reporting on this. But I don't know, Andrea. These fuckers have so much money. They can keep this thing going forever. I know.
0: Well, hopefully, though, it goes to the courts, and we don't have to, like, Mm -hmm. do a play-by-play every week. All right, so The Verge writes, hope you didn't delete Fortnite or Infinity Blade from your iOS device because Apple just terminated Epic's dev account. So this actually happened a couple of days ago, but wanted to give you guys an update. They've officially terminated the Epic Games account on the App Store on Friday following its Fortnite dispute and ongoing legal battle with the game studio over in-app payments for its Battle Royale. The company has confirmed to The Verge. That means the app is no longer on the iPhone or iPhone iPad whatsoever, even if you've downloaded it once before, another Epic game, Infinity Blade, also no longer re-downloadable. So here's Apple's statement. We are disappointed that we have to terminate the Epic Games account on the App Store. We have worked with the team at Epic Games for many years on their launches while their case moves forward. And releases, excuse me. The court recommended that Epic comply with App Store guidelines while their case moves forward, guidelines they followed for the past decade <laughs> until <laughs> they created this situation. Epic has refused. Instead, they repeatedly submit Fortnite updates designed to violate the guidelines of the App Store. This is not fair to all other developers on the App Store and is putting customers in the middle of their fight. We hope that we can work together in the future, but unfortunately that is not possible today. The decision to terminate Epic's account was planned for Friday, although there was a dispute over whether Apple would be allowed to do so until a judge on Monday denied Epic's motion for a temporary restraining order with regard to Fortnite's removal from the App Store. The judge granted Epic temporary restraining order with regard to the unreal engine and apple tells the verge that it has not terminated the other developer account epic says apple excuse me apple says epic will no longer be able to submit apps or updates using epic games developer account but users who have previously downloaded fortnite on ios and mac can keep playing it so i have i added a little side note because i know that in infinity blade the series was brought up here but that series was delisted from the App Store back in December of 2018 when Epic publicly said we're no longer supporting this game or updating this game. So if you previously bought it, you could download it, but now you can't even do that. So if you if you had it on your device and you've downloaded it and you have purchased it, now you can't re-download it.
1: Uh, you know... I- I don't even know anymore what to fucking say about this. I love that we're continuing to follow it because it kind of is like, I mean, I love it, hate it because it's kind of like, ooh, drama. Yeah, I guess we actually we don't need any extra drama right now, but
0: yeah, it's like a I, bad soap me, opera. The part of it that is not surprising because Epic has clearly come out swinging and is not backing down, but that Apple, I think, rightly highlights is they keep submitting this, their game updates with the offending piece of code in, meaning they keep submitting it with this alternate way to pay. And Apple keeps saying, yo, you guys know that we're not going to approve it until you revert the code back where that payment plan or that payment system isn't in in there. Like, you, you guys know that that's violating the rules. But Epic keeps submitting it anyway. I'm like, then they clearly just don't care. Epic clearly has said, you know what? You know like double birds to you Apple like like <laughs> kick rocks. It's I just like I don't I don't know man. I think that this is now very clearly turned into something petty between them and Apple is standing his ground going, "Yo, we, you know, this is what the judge said and you don't want to abide by that while the trial goes on. That's fine. Then we're just going to delete your account."
1: There you go, Mike. <laughs> Richie. in chat says, Side note, Apple is advertising PUBG Mobile as their new Battle Royale mobile flagship game to push App Store DLC sales. PUBG Mobile runs on the Unreal Engine. I didn't see Apple pushing that, but I did see Tim Sweeney promote it. He's like, another great game that uses Unreal Engine.
0: (laughs) I mean, right now, PUBG is doing a big marketing push anyway. So when you see ads for PUBG... Don't think that that's Apple having some kind of motive or directive. That's definitely just PUBG Core doing their own marketing smartly right now when Fortnite isn't available on iOS to say, hey, did you forget that we were the Battle Royale that came out first?
1: I mean, I would, I would, would you put it past Apple, though, to put another Battle Royale game out front and center and be like, hey, look
0: at this thing? Um, just because of my insider knowledge of how those game marketing deals work, I don't think that they would do it just out of spite. They would do it for money. And I bet you, PUBG, would be more than happy to pay Apple money right now for that marketing space, knowing that they don't have to go up against Fortnite. They can probably negotiate that rate lower. But, I mean, Apple's not just going to give them that space for free to spite, to spite Epic. You know, Andrea, forget,
1: Apple still loves money. <laughs> I, think, I think you and I, the time is right. We need to create a battle royale game and upload oh, it to iOS. dang. What would, it, what would the premise be? What would this be all about? Something with oh. alcohol, obviously.
0: Wow. Our own Battle Royale, huh? Yeah. Well,
1: 69 players.
0: Well, there was an idea that Steve had when we were streaming last week with Indie Arena Booth where there's 20 tacos dropped on a map and everybody has to compete to get as many tacos as they can and the person with the most tacos at the end is the winner of the battle royale that's
1: wholesome as fuck i like that zombie and chess is a drinking royale 69 players right right that's what i'm saying so you drop us all in a map maybe it's a bar and then you have to find all of the alcoholic bottles and then it's a mini game like a rhythm based game to drink it and the last person Ooh. standing who isn't so intoxicated that they fall over and pass out wins i like it cool sign us ship up it ship it let's go
0: is there is there a developer who's listening out there that has the skills to make this happen? Do you like money? Contact at what'sgoodgames.com. Let's let's, let's make this thing a reality. Let's go
1: to business together. <laughs> it's going to be great.
0: Ah, uh, Mandy says that, sh- that they can code it for us. A- excellent. Hooray! Woo! Mandy, let's make this happen. I'm down.
1: <laughs> and we're going to be game devs. Oh, maybe not.
0: <sighs> no, I mean we'll be creative consultants. I don't know anything about code or how game dev comes together. I mean, I know a little bit. I should say I know a little bit. I've interviewed a lot of developers, but I'm not personally capable. What's good game studio? I can help approve things and be like, that looks cool approved.
1: Yeah. I I mean, we're the creative geniuses of this, you see.
0: (laughs) I love your idea, Brett. I'm into it. Thanks. Another idea I love... (laughs) that this Mass Effect trilogy might actually be coming out in 2020, Britt.
1: Oh my God. Andrea, did you know that the release of the rumor Mass Effect trilogy remaster was scheduled for October, but now it could slip?
0: I did not know this.
1: Well, I'm going to tell you all about it. Are you ready? Hold on to your butts. I'm ready. Okay, this comes from Eurogamer. The highly anticipated remake of Bioware's celebrated sci-fi trilogy, Mass Effect, was expected to release in October 2020, new sources claim. (laughs) Up until, like, this week, I know the plan for sure was to announce it in early October, release in later October, so good news, revealed GamesBeat journalist Jeff Grubb on a recent GamesBeat Decides podcast. Maybe bad news, it's 2020. Maybe that could start to slip. It sounds like maybe that's a possibility. Nothing for sure yet, end quote. Quote, I know it's real, he later insisted. I've seen more than enough evidence to know it's real, but it's still 2020 and they haven't announced it yet. Quote, I think EA were planning to have this Mass Effect trilogy to be the other big thing other than Star Wars Squadrons for $60 this holiday. So that's why I'm still pretty confident it will make it out, Grubb added. But with everything else falling apart, like across the board, I could also see them wanting to just delay. I am Drift Grubb. Oh, I know all about the Mass Effect podcast or Mirror Master. Oh, I fucked that up. Interestingly, <laughs> Grub also advised fan, fans to expect an upgraded version rather than full remakes of the sci-fi adventures. All right. Well, cool. Sad day, Andrea. I'm sorry. No. Here's the thing. If he's so
0: confident, also, I haven't, I haven't heard from any of my sources that this is real. So if he has, that's awesome. But I think a really great time for them to release this or officially announce it would be N7 Day, which is coming up very soon. But Andrea, that's That's November. I know, but it's November 7th. So if he's hearing October, maybe they just like slip a little bit. And then, you
1: know, they are like, yo, it's N7 Day. Boom. Shadow drop. That could be cool. It would be. Here's the thing. It would be fucking awesome. It would be lovely. Kind of like how it would be really cool if Halo Infinite launched on November 6th for 116. I digress. But November, we got Yakuza Like a Dragon. We got Cyberpunk. We got so much other things that are going to last us through the entirety of 2021. I don't, I don't know if I'd ever get to play it, Andrea. And it's all about me.
0: You know, that's a very valid point. And maybe... EA is looking at that as well and saying, why don't we just get out of the way of launch for the new consoles and we wait and we announce this on N7 Day. There you go. And then we ship it Q1 2021 because the art of the Mass Effect trilogy that they mentioned, that art book, that was the thing that had the release date in February. Oh, I didn't read that
1: paragraph. Sorry, friends. So the paragraph reads, rumors of a remaster were further stoked when an art of – Art of the Mass Effect Trilogy Expanded Edition Book pops up for pre-order last month. Sporting a February 23rd, 2021 release date, this new book includes hundreds of never-before-seen works of art, according to its description. Okay.
0: So if they're going to release, I mean, and it's not unusual for art books to come out post-launch for games anyway, but it feels like it might work better if they release those things around each other. And if that art book is real, then why not? you know release it alongside the trilogy.
1: So. Oh, hold well on. So a okay, a don't stands alone. Okay, Master Chief is 117, not 116. Oh. So we could get Okay. I digress. Sorry. I was just getting corrected in chat. It would be November 7th it would also be a really cool shadow date for Halo Infinite and Mass Effect, but that can't happen. I was wrong. Sorry. Don't sue me. I'm not perfect.
0: It's it's all good. Thanks, Andrew. I don't yeah, I don't think we're gonna get any. No. I don't think we're gonna get any Halo news for oh, the no. rest of the year. No, I think like they're going silent. They're trying to figure everything
1: out. And that ship has sailed. It's long gone. Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, this would be freaking awesome, and it would be fun, especially I mean, with the um, smart delivery and the whole how games are natively better on the newer consoles. It would be cool to be like, oh yeah, look at this, this Mass Effect trilogy, baby. Better loading times, better graphics, all the things on the new consoles. And because I, like, I mean. Usually around new consoles, you don't have that many bomb games to play. I would be perfectly content playing Mass Effect trilogy. Oh yeah. I mean Ooh.
0: like you said, January's already stacked with games. I don't need anything else. I mean, I already have to juggle Assassin's Creed, Cyberpunk, and Destiny. <laughs> so I'm
1: just like, Why? when is this happening to me in Yakuza, Andrea? Yakuza.
0: Well, I'm going to try Yakuza. I told you I would, but we're gonna have to divide and conquer. I know. So I know. <laughs> we're gonna have to split up, and then we can reconvene. <laughs> but I know, for you know, game of the year considerations, I'm gonna have to dabble in as many things as possible. So, but yeah, but I'm holding out hope that this is real because I would love to go back and do a playthrough. Um, I can confirm. That I have started my playthrough of Kingdoms of Amalur, The Re-Reckoning, and we'll be able to talk about that oh, um, very soon, and it just makes me nostalgic for other games that I could go back and play. Happier is times. all I'm going to say about it.
1: Happier times.
0: All right. So... We have a couple of smaller announcements, some in case you missed it. As I mentioned at the top of the show, the Indie Arena booth happened this weekend. That, of course, was part of Gamescom 2020 and gamescom had the gamescom awards so some of you may have noticed when opening night live was happening and we were doing the watch along that sydney Good- sydney goodman friend of the show hosted ign would pop up every now and again to announce a gamescom award and there was a lot of people that were very confused about what the gamescom awards were what who are these people that are winning And so just a little bit of background that those awards are presented every year. And they are specifically for games that are shown at Gamescom. And they revealed the entire list of awards. And the Indie Arena booth won the Heart of Gaming Award, which was really exciting. And their PR team let me know that the online booth, like the whole kind of overworld that we showed you guys on Saturday, was attended by more than 20,000 virtual guests, which is crazy and awesome wow yeah super cool that so many people were able to jump online and check that out and just a couple highlights from the awards the other awards best game i believe went to mm, best pc game was cyberpunk best remaster was mafia definitive edition best role-playing game was cyberpunk Uh, Best Strategy went to Humankind. Most Original Game went to Void Train. Most Wanted Hardware went to Series X. Best Announcement went to Unknown 9 Awakening. And Best of Gamescom went to Cyberpunk 2077. So no surprise that Cyberpunk kind of swept a bunch of awards, but wanted to give them a shout out and a big thanks to the Indie Arena Booth team for having us. And Brittany, (laughs) there's some... uh, There's some sadness happening with uh, Resident Evil. What's, uh, What's going on?
1: I'm trying to be, you know, a logical, sympathetic, empathetic human, Andrea. But when it comes to my Resident Evil news, you don't fuck with me. So... Back during the PlayStation 5 reveal event in June, we got Resident Evil 8 Village, and I lost my mind, and at the end of the trailer, it said more information coming in August. Now, ladies and gentlemen, depending on where you are in the world, I encourage you, I implore you to look at your calendar and look at the current date. Uh, It is Monday, August 31st 31st at 11.33 a.m., and I don't see any Resident Evil news. What worries me is it's already September 1st in many other places of the world. So you know what that tells me? I'm not getting my Resident Evil news today, Andrea. What does that mean? Probably nothing. It just means maybe something slipped between the cracks. Life is hard right now. There's a lot of shit going on. I understand. Pandemic, yo. Pandemic makes everything harder. It does. But I guess that's just you know a nice little uh, a little reminder that if you don't have your assets ready, don't pr- don't don't promise a specific date because sometimes you won't hit it. But I think, like I said, real talk. We all understand right now. Shit's really hard. It's all good. I'm really not angry. I'm just a fan, and I would have liked to have had some news, but it happens. Yeah. I feel you. Well, I'm sorry, Britt.
0: It's okay. It'll happen.
1: It'll happen soon. Well, it
0: just makes it just makes the the hype build a little bit more. And oh then yeah. When it gets there, then you'll just
1: have more hype. This cork's about to burst already. I'll try to take a little bit more hype, but we'll see. We'll see how <laughs> much longer I can last. We'll go.
0: We'll get you a wire cage like you're a bottle of champagne, and then we'll just crank the wire cage down to hold the cork in.
1: I'm kind of turned on right now.
0: <laughs> That's a real thing. When you open a <laughs> bottle of champagne, it's got the wire cage on it.
1: So have huh. you opened a bottle of champagne before? Honestly, I don't know. Yes. Yes, I oh, have. Come
0: on, you must have, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: I, I have for mimosas uh, like a couple months ago. I think that was actually when I was doing shit with Zombie. Anyway, um, okay, well, cool. Uh, wire cages and popping corks. Cool.
0: Got it. There you go. Uh, But we have just a couple of delays that I wanted to mention as well. So Chivalry 2 got delayed until 2021, if you guys missed that news. Uh, It completed its sixth round of its alpha stage, and Torn Banner Studios has reassured fans that this delay will not impact the previously planned summer beta. There is no specific date given, but more information is going to be coming soon, and the studio cited the pandemic and working from home as reasons why they weren't able to hit their previous release date. Also, another delay, LEGO Star Wars The Skywalker Saga has been delayed to spring 2021, and they have confirmed that there will be a PlayStation 5 and an Xbox Series X version of that game. So we yeah. saw a nice chunk of the Skywalker saga at opening night live, but we noted that we didn't get a release date or a release window, which was kind of weird. And then throughout the weekend, the team was like, yes, the game has been delayed. You won't get it till spring. So that's quite a big delay for this game. Cause I believe it was supposed to be launch um, new console launch for this holiday, but you know, well, again, it happens. Take your time guys. Yep. Take your time. All right. Well, uh, that is going to wrap up our news. This is where we transition to Dear WGG, where we take your questions either about the news or just about life in general. If you want to be part of the show, you can drop your questions in chat, and we will do our best to keep eyes on them. But the best way is to go to whatsgoodgames.com slash Dear WGG.
1: Britt, what do we got first? Our first one comes from Finley. I don't really know if that's how you're supposed to say your name, but that's how I say it in my head. Finley. How do y'all plan to tackle November 2020, a.k.a. The Great Release Onslaught? Which games will you be trying out first, and which are you most excited about? I personally feel like I need a daily planner at this point, especially with WoW Shadowlands lurking with no release dates. It does have a release date, though. October 27th. Yeah, this might have come before the, the thing. So, Andrea, I'm trying to pull up a list of all the releases, but we know of the big ones, obviously. We have... Legion, correct? Is that is Legion coming out in October?
0: November? 29th, October 29th, I
1: believe. So is let it... me
0: double check. Okay, I'm pulling up the release schedule from GameInformer.com.
1: There we go. I can't even keep track. Can't. And even at even keep the end track.
0: of October is Crash Bandicoot. It's about time. Star Wars Squadrons, um Dirt Five, FIFA 21, Age of Empires 3 Definitive Edition, NHL 21. Um, World of Warcraft, Shadowlands, Watch Dogs Legion, yes, the 29th, Pikmin 3 Deluxe, the Dark Pictures Anthology, Little Hope, and then there's a bunch of other games as well. Those are just kind of like some of the bigger games that I picked out. So that's just October. Okay. (laughs) And then November... Is Jurassic World Evolution, Destiny 2 Beyond Light, Just Dance 2021, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Kingdom Hearts, Memory of Melody, or Melody of Memory, excuse me, Yakuza Like a Dragon, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Cyberpunk
1: 2077. Oh, my God. Uh, Okay. Well, I think I'm going to have to obviously start with, like, real talk. It depends on how great – I'm assuming, I'm hoping that we will get some reviews for some of these games, which means we'll probably get them in advance. But like, assuming that that's not the case, for sure, obviously, Yakuza Like a Dragon will be my number one. I don't know though, and I doubt that I'm gonna be able to finish that game in six days before Cyberpunk 2077 comes out. Those are very long games. I haven't. Well, s- hmm.
0: I think you can hold out hope that Sega is going to give you that code, hopefully early, since the game's already been out in the West, or excuse me, in Japan. Um, so fingers crossed. I mean, my real concern is Watch Dogs Legion is out on the 29th. And that game is massive. Massive. Yeah. And so I'm just like, oh, gosh. And then Destiny's on the
1: 10th. Of
0: November, that's the first one. And then Call of Duty is just a couple of days later.
1: Yeah, I feel like Call of Duty and The Dark Pictures, Little Hope, those won't be, I think it's a Call of Duty five and a half hours roughly for a campaign. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be fine. Little Hope, another probably five to seven ish. So we could pinch those ones off sooner. But yeah, when it comes down to Watchdog Legion and then Valhalla, Cyberpunk, and Yakuza, I mean, literally, like that could take up the <laughs> first half of 2021 and we'll still be good. So that's yeah. the, This is when friends, you're like, okay, who's gonna play what? How are we gonna divide and conquer this it's conversation? It's we're gonna, gonna be
0: have. it's gonna be brutal because I think we all want to play all three of those games. So I'm like, oh
1: gosh, what do we do? Uh, we boy, don't sleep, oh Andrea. That's what we do. You don't sleep.
0: I guess not. I think like the real trouble for me is gonna be trying to balance Destiny with all of those big RPGs uh-huh. because. Mm-hmm. Destiny's is just kind of live nature and how they roll out content means it's going to be real, real challenge. I'm going to be on the struggle bus, everybody. <laughs> what a
1: good problem uh, to have, though.
0: <laughs> it's true. It's very true, especially since I'm probably not going to be traveling. This might be the first time I'm not traveling for the holidays since I've moved to California. Wow. Well, the first couple of years I lived here, I couldn't afford to fly back because it was like the Great Recession. And I just was broke and didn't have any money. And I was working. I was like, I told my parents, I was like, I have to pick up every shift I can. Like, I have to work over the holidays. Like, I love you. I can't come home. We'll mm-hmm. go home in January when, uh, when shifts are not as available. Um, but that was the time when I also got so deep into Mass Effect that I would play it until 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. Because there was one Black Friday, I remember, that I was up until like 4 a.m. playing Mass Effect. And then I just turned my console off and went shopping.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like a boss yeah like the boss yeah. you are
0: <laughs> yeah that that's true true story that happened because i was bartending and then playing mass effect and then i went shopping that because that was before they moved black friday to midnight on thanksgiving and now of course we have the egregious like noon on thanksgiving <laughs> opening times but i really hope that maybe pandemic will be the thing that reverts us back to be like yo let's just not open retail on the holiday Like, maybe we just don't do that. That way people don't have to feel obligated to compete against each other. And they, you know, feel obligated that they have to bring their employees in. Otherwise, they're not going to be competitive,
1: you know? Like, maybe
0: this will be the year that we go back.
1: I hope so. I think it's gross that it is what it is at this day and age. It used to be something more fun. And now it's like, nope, I have to bail out because I'm not going to leave my family at noon to go get like a flat screen TV. I mean, I have some of you will. No judgment. But yeah, like it's, eh. but I, you know, I think it comes down to the final thing is, this year, I would hope, especially, but the following year, if it's something's going to make money, Andrea, who's yeah. going to say no to the money? Who's going to say no? Not me. <sighs> I mean, not I will, I but know. like not. Anyway, I digress. All right. Next oh, question.
0: Oh, Color Me Geek. Sorry. Color Me oh. Geek just says, I get to spend the first Thanksgiving with my husband in seven years. Seven years together. Oh, that's so sad, but also so great at the same time. I'm so Aww. glad that you guys finally get to have your holiday together. That's Awesome
1: dang um
0: and foshi does also mention that some places have already announced that they're not opening so
1: that's good to know yeah but next question Britt. uh danny jia soon or whatever brit calls me next real freaking talk (laughs) first let me start off by saying i'm a playstation dork through and through but i feel a little slighted so the september playstation plus games have been revealed street fighter 5 and PUBG. Stick with me. Earlier this year, Farming Simulator 19 and City Skylines were the plus games. What do they have in common? They were already available for download on PlayStation Now. My point being, am I getting double dipped on by my beloved Sony overlords? Is this fair practice? Does this allude to the conjunction of the services? Hmm. Hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's kind of nasty, but I mean, they're different subscription services, I guess. So Sony's going to Sony. Sorry. Well,
0: yeah. I mean, I mean, you kind of just answered it very, very <laughs> succinctly. Sony's gonna Sony.
1: <laughs> you think they care about you, Dani Joasin? Oh no. There's no, there's no
0: rhyme or reason. Generally speaking, um, is really what the answer is. Yeah. But, yeah. um, am I getting double dipped on by my beloved Sony overlords? I mean. <laughs> yeah probably so.
1: yeah I sorry suppose, yeah different subservices and yeah, rip all right next question from a different danny hey ladies what's the oldest single player game you find yourself going back to many years after first playing it i've been replaying warcraft 3 lately and having a blast holds up great for an 18 year old game would love to hear what classics you find yourselves going back to
0: I know Britt probably has, like, a bunch in her catalog that she goes back to. I very rarely go back and play games. The only one that I feel like I've gone back and played several times has been, like, Super Mario World. Oh. It's because it's it's a classic. And it's available on so many devices because Nintendo has made me buy it so many times. <laughs> well, not made me. No, they didn't make me. They just enticed me to.
1: <laughs> You're like, but the nostalgia. <laughs> I, I know. Let's play it again. Exactly. Hmm. Yeah, I lately I've been playing Donkey Kong Country with my dad, and that is always a classic. Oldie but goodie. Super Mario World is another one. He uh, unfortunately he cannot handle the dual sticks, double analog. He can't. Under- he does not understand it. He just stares up and spins in circles or goes down on the ground. And I've tried inverting and whatnot, and he just. So we always go back to the Super Nintendo classics, which to me is like not a bad thing. They're still super fun, personally. I also haven't gone back to a game in a long time, an older game. If I did, it was generally Ocarina of Time. It was something I like to play at least once a year or so. Breath of Fire 3 is another one I love to go back to. The older Harvest Moon games are really nostalgic. Astron's Call used to be a thing, but now the only way you can play it is if you play it illegally. And, you know, I'm a good child. I would never do that. Um... Illegally. <laughs> yeah, Earthbound, obviously, is another one. Yeah, so I would say, like, those ones, I feel like, super nintendo games just tend not to age poorly yeah they just don't i mean they're classic classic games Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um this next one is just a warm and fuzzy and there are more answer questions in the doc okay i will i will head that way okay i'm gonna read a warm and fuzzy because warm and fuzzies are good so this comes from dawn and thank you for adding the way to pronounce your name alucino 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 I just wanted to thank you for shouting me out on your Gamescom stream. Also, shout out to Kills, who I see in chat, who was there with us. I'm a new Patreon patron, and although I've been listening on Spotify for quite some time, this was the only the third stream I turned into live. I said hello in the chat and mentioned my frying pan ex-fiance when we saw the frying pan Magikarp in the Override 2 trailer. Our streams get wild, friends. Thanks for saying something. It made me feel welcome. Your community is amazing. I wish you peace and good health. Thank you, Don oh that's so nice it is it's just nice to get those little messages from time to time and our community is amazing and 99 percent of the time we know we don't have to deal with the bullshit everyone's very kind and respectful and they know if they're not like they're going to get a band hammer to the face it's just the way we operate things around here but sometimes you know we do see some negative feedback and it sometimes does wear on us so thank you these kind comments really can just make our day
0: yes Especially when sometimes people go out of their way to say not nice things. When you go out of your way to say something nice, it really means a lot. So we really appreciate that. Me too. Um, let's see here. I was kind of digging into the archives of oh, some yeah. questions. Because we have time for like one or two more.
1: Did girl. Kindness is contagious, zombie. Amen to that. Also, so there's- earth-shattering yes. breaking news. The ninja skin is the new... F- fall guys skin
0: oh yeah okay let me pull up let me pull up the fall guys twitter account
1: here we go so after it comes from IGN after almost two weeks fall guys charity auction for a new skin has ended and a joint donation of 1 million between g2 esports aim lab and streamers ninja and mr beast has won wow that's awesome Good that is them.
0: amazing. Congrats to all those, um, all those people. Um, I see on the here I can show you on the um on their account. It looks like they don't have a specific one. I wonder how they're gonna if they're gonna put all four of them in there. Oh, because I know so that's the G2 esports one that they have. Um and I think I have to go and try to find ninjas so give me a second to see because mm-hmm. i thought ninjas was really cool
1: yeah i'm trying to see yeah that we'll we'll find out how that's gonna look uh so this means fall guys will create a skin based off ninja mr beast aim lab and g2 sports respectively we'll find this way so i wonder if they're gonna combine them all like you said or if it's just gonna be uh four different ones that's fun
0: i feel like for a million dollars that they can do four skins
1: I mean, I, I kind of would like to see a mashup abomination and see what that would turn out to be, but you know, get creative. Like it's
0: like that. it's a little bit of colors from from everybody. is, yeah. that, what, is that what you, you think? Know, give it
1: some like green hair, whatever hair, ninja, whatever color.
0: Blue. He's got blue, blue hair. Sorry,
1: I'm not cool and hip. I don't stay on top of this shit.
0: <laughs> okay, here's um here's another another um look at the the ninja one. So we've got so this is crowns should be able in the palms of those. C- c- Sorry, crowns should be held in the palms of those who continue to do good. We've teamed up with G2, Esports Ninja, and Mr. Beach to pledge $1 million for charity.
1: Okay, so those are the four. Okay. Wait, yeah. Wait. What's so happening? That's, yeah,
0: so this is Ninja, right? So this is G2 Esports. This is Mr. Beast. No, wait, this one was Mr. Beast. No, this is AIM. Sorry. This is um them, AIM Lab, here. And then this is Mr. Beast here.
1: I just want a Fall Guys with, like, our face on it. Like, a face like that. Just, like, a little, like... <laughs> janky ass cut out face like put that on a fall guy just run around i think like it would be fun
0: yeah uh zombie says i'm gonna need the skin to look like one million dollars oh
1: saying. yeah
0: she's like you know how i feel about prices that is not a one million
1: dollar design
0: <laughs> i wonder Ooh. how much they're gonna charge for them in game if they're gonna be like um, if they're going to go for crowns, if they're just going to give them to everybody. It feels like you just give them
1: away, right? Yeah, if the money's going to charity, I feel like that's what you do.
0: Yeah. Just- no, Danny, listen. No, they, they need a Benandria Renee skin, for sure. Like, it feels like it's, like, ready-made for Fall Guys. Benandria Renee. It's <laughs> Is there not a go. banana
1: skin already? I feel like there should be.
0: Not that I've seen, oh. but I thought about pulling the Banandria costume out and doing a Fall Guys stream And maybe that can happen sometime later this year. (laughs) But speaking of Fall Guys, I forgot to mention that this Wednesday for my afternoon with Andrea stream, I'm going to be streaming with none other than Trisha Hershberger playing some Fall Guys. Yay! Trisha! Aw.
1: Yeah, she
0: reached out and she was like, when can we stream? And I was like, I don't know, when are you available? And she was like, what are you doing Wednesday afternoon? And I was like, oh, did you know I have a stream on Wednesdays? But this will likely be the last Wednesday for the stream. And I will be moving the stream, I believe, to Thursday nights is what I'm looking at. So off of Wednesday afternoons. Because sometimes with the production for the show, it just becomes a pretty long day. Amen, sister. Um, speaking of cool indies... Jess has a question that says, hi, ladies. So often, indie games get swamped and drowned out in the conversation by bigger releases. What are some indie games you think didn't get a fair chance to shine due to being overshadowed by massive marketing from bigger games? I would have this to is a to question, man. I don't remember. Yeah, no, go ahead. Pull something up. So I think I just have indies at the top of my head after spending doing. so much time in the yeah. indie arena booth for the last couple of days, and a game that came out earlier this year that I'm excited to play more of was Vectronome. So I was actually introduced to this game by Melly Eilert who is a disability blogger and she was on the disability showcase with Steve Spawn and I and Steve hadn't really seen much of this game either. And so it's a rhythm and music based game and it has a ton of great accessibility options. And because I was playing it, via Parsec, uh, which is an online streaming service so that the people who were running the India Rita Booth stream could have it locally, I was getting so much lag that I was struggling uh. with the game. And it was actually ironically a good way for us to showcase some of the accessibility settings about how you can you know turn the speed up and down. They have a ton of colorblind accessibility options. They have a lot of visual cues for people who have um, you know hearing accessibility concerns. And so it was really cool speaking with George from the team um, at Vectronome. And so if you guys missed that game, really highly encourage you to check it out. I was much more successful when we played it on the local computer here on our stream later in the day, which you guys can check the VOD of uh, right here on our Twitch channel. But that's a really cool game that I want to spend more time with. But there was just so many beautiful indies in the inside the booth
1: that, often get overlooked for AAA releases. Yeah, I feel like that's just a really common problem, obviously. And right now, I feel like we're kind of in a, I mean, I'm working on Wasteland 3, and um, some other some other games will be coming out soon. Yeah, I should be getting review copies for it. But right now, I like it, because I'm kind of able to juggle some games that I normally wouldn't. So right now, I played A Short Hike, for example. I'm currently playing Spirit Fair. I'm playing Struggling, all three really, really cute. I mean, I would actually, I'm not going to call Struggling cute. It's probably one of the most grotesque games I've ever played. But you're like literally like a flesh abomination monster, and it's hilarious. But yeah, like I, I kind of appreciate these down times because there are so many indie games that just don't get enough highlights. So I always like being able to talk about those on our show whenever I get the chance because there are some gems out there. Also, people look into struggling. Andrea, look into struggling. One of these days, you and I will have to do a stream of it. Yeah, we'll I'm probably down. We'll probably hate each other by the end of it, but I mean, that just comes along with it. We'll make up. It'll be fine.
0: Yeah, no, I'm down. I think that... I think it'll be fun. There's certainly a ton of games that I want to check out. We also have coming up um, Best Friends Forever as well. Yes. So much to play. So little time. I still need to play Tell Me Why. I'm
1: going to play that tonight. Like, there's so much.
0: Yep. Yep. Yep, that's on my to-do list for -hmm. for this week for the show as well because we want to talk a little bit about it. But as we mentioned on the Friday show, we'll not be doing the spoiler cast until all of the episodes are out. So don't worry. We won't be doing anything spoiler-related to Tell Me Why. But you guys know that we love doing spoiler casts for narrative games when we can, especially stuff from Don't Nod. We've done lots of theirs in the past. So excited to do Tell Me Why spoiler cast as well. But I think that's probably going to do it for the show for today. Thanks, everybody, for joining us live at twitch.tv slash what's good games. Or if you're listening on your favorite podcast app or at youtube.com slash what's good games. If you guys want to give the video a like, maybe drop us a review, we would greatly appreciate the support. And until then, enjoy the rest of your week. Happy Monday, everybody. And we will see you later. Bye.